Hello, I'm Andrew McCarran and welcome to the SBC Leaders Podcast. Today, I'm very pleased to have with me Fabio Schiavoin, who's the CEO of Snitec and a member of the SBC Sports Betting Hall of Fame. Fabio, how are you doing? Thank you. I'm here since the beginning, friend, since 2014. Yeah. By the way, and you pronounced very well my last name, which is so uncommon with British people. So, yeah, cool. uh, I'll give that a bit of a practice. I'll go and. uh, So, um, Fabio, um, one of the big things you've had at uh, Snitech, certainly this year, has been the introduction of a new sort of digital platform. Um, what, what challenges did that bring to you as a company and as yourself as the, as the CEO? Yeah, of course, being, a, you know, we are one uh, or of the most important players in Italy uh, with 100 years of history in the brick and mortar part of the business. So we are a retail operator. So for us, Digitalization has always played an important role in our history. Uh, during COVID, uh, we made a lot of steps uh, ahead because of the retail uh, all blocked. And now we decided to to change completely, to change paradigm with this new platform, which is uh, uh, thought uh, uh, to bring Znitek into a new era. Uh, we launched it uh, for this uh, new season, soccer season. Unfortunately, not starting very well for my AC Milan. Uh, but uh, uh, we we are thinking to build up uh, a new infrastructure that is uh, full responsive, uh, full adaptive, multi-devices, uh, because it's not all about uh, the digital part of the business, but it's completely to rethink uh, of all the business. Having 1,600 shops uh, throughout all the territory, uh, we thought that we had first uh, to rethink the retail and then to give all, all our uh, online players uh, a new tool uh, to, uh, let's say, share their experience uh, uh, digitally and then to leave our places, our retail places, in a different way. Uh, we, we are working uh, to continue and answer this tool, uh, of course, being part of Playtech, uh, which is the uh, digital uh, uh, giant, uh, has been also, uh, we've been also, we have um, the chance to, to take uh, and to bring uh, inside a lot of new ideas. Um, I think it's going to work uh, very well. Obviously, that's a, a top-to-bottom approach, new omni-channel, sort of new systems everywhere. I mean, how, how do you communicate that with, because it must be every single team under your... In, uh, 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 under your control, having to work together, I and mean, how how do you get such a project started? Ah, talking about omnichannel, uh, what I wanted to say is that I think that this what is already an updated uh, concept uh, because we are uh, fully living uh, uh, in a completely new era. You know, omnichannel uh, is not about uh, um, where we play or how we play, but who are we being in touch with our customers. So. Uh, Omnichannel today is not about uh, building a bridge between the retail experience and the digital experience, but it's also to complete that experience with a lot of other contents to continue this journey with our players uh, uh, in their social platforms uh, uh, to do gamification, to engage players uh, uh, in other activity, and so to give them uh, a kind of uh, continuous uh, let's see, journey to follow uh, in their experience with us. So um, I think that we we are already living in a 4.0 uh, environment, uh, uh, being the omnichannel, the 2.0. And uh, I think that all of us, you know, we 
need to uh, let's say stress this point of entertainment also for our players uh, uh, also rewriting a little bit the code uh, uh, of our industry uh, that is not very well perceived uh, by by the media and so at the end of the day we are giving our players and our customers uh, um, a good way to to spend our time in a different uh, way to other kind of uh, services um, an omnichannel uh, approach can uh, uh, give continuity to this experience. So um, you mentioned earlier you know, about the leading role that Snytech have got in the market, obviously the biggest one there. How do you, how do you keep your uh, employees motivated to keep you at the top? Um, what, what's, is it a carrot and stick approach or what, what's, what's the way to make sure you, you're still leading the way there? Yeah, being a leader means a lot of responsibility for sure. You know, we are not just a leading company; we're a leading brand in Italy, as I was mentioning before. Uh, the brand is more than 110 years old, uh, so I think that we we have to respect this legacy we have with the past. It has been built in many many years of history of the company, and I think that everybody in the company has to understand it, to respect it. Uh, uh, what I wanted to, what I want, uh, what I strongly work every day for is to engage people, to have uh, people uh, strictly uh, engaged in our uh, strategy, uh, have to share a little bit of entrepreneurial approach. Uh, that is something that has helped me to, to, to build up this company since the beginning, since uh, uh, the day when I was founding uh, Cogitech with the same garage atmosphere uh, that we had at the time. Now we are a big company. We are part of a big group. Uh, we share also with this group a lot of values uh, uh, that, you know, basically uh, need to put everybody of us together with the same uh, uh, target to give a, a sustainable future for, for this company. So uh, for me, uh, being part of the same culture, of the same family as we like to call ourselves, uh, mm -hmm. means to, to share the um, same values and uh, to be engaged on the same target. So it's kind of pushing family values almost. To, uh, it is, it is. Yeah. But it's, it's very tough uh, to spend it every day. It's very tough also to... Uh, bringing uh, new people, new uh, colleagues, uh, and make them feeling the same uh, uh, feelings. But uh, I think it's uh, worth uh, enough to do it. You talk about obviously Snytek's legacy as well. Um, 110 years is yeah a bit longer than I'd, I'd even realized. Um, yeah, because uh, certainly UK brands aren't, aren't even. Yeah, that it's old. it's mostly the same as Lightbox and Willemere. We started with the horse racing back in 1920. The first original uh, company was incorporated in 1906. Uh, uh, so it, it's really the, uh, let's say, Jurassic uh, of sure. gaming uh, <laughs> in Europe, uh, in the continent. And so uh, we are full of uh, responsibility also for, for what we uh, do every day with our brand. So, so with that in mind, as uh, is one of the most recognizable brands in the market and, and also uh, one of the biggest what role do you play in um, educating, not so much educating, but representing the gambling industry to the, to the public? Um, you know, how, how do you sort of break down the negative uh, perception uh, that the industry has? That, that's a big challenge every day, you know. So every, every time we, we, all of us, we, we say that it would be nice uh, uh, for us, for our family, for our kids uh, to spend uh, our experience uh, openly with uh, no problem on uh, 
uh, Cantor side of the, the, the brain uh, thinking uh, or bad thinking about the, this industry. Uh, I think that, that there's a big uh, um, role we have and we could play uh, in uh, bringing uh, our customer in transforming themselves uh, uh, from gamblers uh, more to passionate for sports. For example, when we uh, do speak about sports betting, it's all about passion. It's all about, uh, uh, let's say, uh, love for, for sports uh, and for the value of the sports. And more and more, the new generation are also uh, transforming themselves. So gamblers are becoming more uh, passionate, passionate in uh, data, in uh, uh, statistics. It's, it's changing the approach. I think we, we can do a lot also transforming uh, our point of sales. Uh, what we're doing, uh, we're investing a lot of money to transform more um, the agencies or the, the sports betting shops uh, uh, from a bench of counters and punters into like we call it modern agora so squares uh, uh, in which you can uh, get access to streaming to a lot of uh, events uh, uh, where players can uh, uh, meet uh, and convene uh, to change uh, to exchange experiences and ideas uh, and they spend time inside the shops uh, and uh, they can live a different experience uh, from what we're used to uh, just on the corners yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. exactly and it's possible to be done I think at the end of the day uh, we are uh, selling a service that that's not bad uh, there's no other industry uh, over regulated uh, like uh, the gaming industry I'm talking about the jurisdiction we're in so Italy Germany and Austria uh, as a B2C company of course Playtech is a wider group but uh, our experience is that you know our uh, approach uh, to uh, things that we do every day is very humble, it's very respectful, uh, respectful of uh, rules, uh, respectful of uh, customers, of players. Uh, and uh, I think that big companies and big brands uh, have to, let's say, risk a little bit more than the others. Uh, so invest in the future. So being less aggressive in, the, in the advertising, for example, less aggressive in pushing uh, uh, on the um, customer uh, activities and giving much more entertainment, much more gamification. That's what we're doing really now. We are exploring the metaverse. We're exploring uh, um, a lot of uh, the esports, the e for example, are an area that could be developed in that direction. So I think there are many uh, possibilities for, for us, for uh, the operators, uh, uh, to drive this uh, revolution for the future. So, so you talk about there with the you know sort of educating the player and bringing them you know to the next level of um, the next level of entertainment. Yeah. What what level uh, at what level do you also have to educate the government? Uh, because it's, it's, because uh, nobody ever nobody ever lost a voter by making things more difficult for gamblers. Yes, yes, we do every day. What what, what you are saying, we do. Uh, no, we, we provide safer environment, uh, responsible gaming. We prevent uh, any kind of uh, uh, problems that may arise uh, when using our services. Of course, when it comes to deal with the regulator, first of all, uh, there's a huge problem that I was already uh, speaking about uh, in one of your conferences, uh, uh, which is uh, uh, the difference between jurisdiction across Europe. So. First of all, I was 
one 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 day I was uh, you know calling for uh, a pan euro European so regulation. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> harmonization. But yeah. you know it doesn't need to be exactly the same regulation. Okay. But for example, but, but within some contracts. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Just to give an example, in Italy, uh, we're talking about. Uh, 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 era 2.0, 4.0. In Italy, we still have two different license be- licenses between uh, retail and online. Uh, so uh, th- there's no possibility for players to be, you know, bridging their experience. Uh, you-, you need to be to build up something uh, outside, and you miss the chance uh, uh, to track every single player. So then, when you track the players, you can also prevent, make a lot of other actions uh, uh, to guarantee um, a responsible gaming. Uh, regulation, it's, it's uh, evolving in Europe. For example, now we are working in Germany and the newly incorporated regulator is making big steps. Uh, and just a couple of years ago uh, in Germany, which is the third market in Europe, didn't have any regu- official regulation. So that's good. Um, but I think that uh, you know the, the best thing that could happen is a little bit of harmonization, and uh, as I was saying before, a little bit of courage uh, by and braveness by the the biggest operators um, in uh, you know spending time, resources, and money uh, in prevention, uh, in uh, building up tools uh, to self-regulate uh, customers' behavior. Uh, in uh, um, spending more resources in uh, uh, toward entertainment uh, more than uh, uh, gambling, so that's all the things that uh, I think we we should do for to give this industry a sustainable future. I mean, is there an appetite for cooperation on, on that from some of the bigger firms? Would you say? I, I think so. I think so. It, it always. Happens when it's too late. You know, just, just give you yes, yeah. give you an example. In Italy, we got this world famous advertising ban that that's making a lot of, uh, that's ruling throughout Europe, and it's taken an example for other from other regulators. Everybody, we got aware too late. But not not only the uh, gaming operators, also the media broadcasters, the the Serie A teams. So. Suddenly, they figure out everybody that there was this uh, big decree coming, and it was too late. So there was no time to preemptively approach the regulator and the government to say to them, okay, let's self-regulate. Let's agree, uh, turn of voice, uh, uh, schedule timing for the advertising, uh, um, any kind of action that can uh, hit less uh, uh, the wider public uh, uh, opinion uh, with our activity on promoting our brands. Uh, it comes most time. It comes too late. It comes too late. But I'm still positive, thinking that we can do something uh, uh, good for the future by talking each other more. I mean, does, does some of that fall on the regulators as well? I mean, you say there's the shirt ban that came in. Would they have been better? actually approaching you saying that there's an issue here because they've brought the shirt ban in. But from what I can see, there's still some very familiar branding on some shirts, even if it's not going to. Yeah, that, that, that that's even the, mm. the, that's the worst phase of the medal. Uh, and, you know, because uh, when you do a very strict rule, then everybody has, you know, starts thinking how to uh, shortcut yeah, or circumference yeah. the, the rule. And that's what it happened in Italy. That's what it happened in many other countries. 
um, in the end, uh, what they did reach uh, as a target was only to cut a lot of resources for uh, uh, the sport, basically, primarily. So for soccer in Italy, uh, for the broadcasting uh, companies and also a possibility for the operators uh, uh, to you know, uh, safely promote their brand. So our suggestion and what we are talking when, when they are asking us, uh, what do we think about the marketing ban? And I'm answering you this question uh, from a very comfortable position because Snai, it's a very well-known brand. So when the marketing ban came in, came in uh, I think we, we took an advantage because, you know, Having 1,600 shops with our brand and with such a brand awareness, a big brand equity on Znai brand, uh, in the end of the day, it was not a big hit for us. It was a big hit for the purely online operators. But the same, even though, even being in a comfortable position, I do think it's not the right way to approach the problem. You know, the right way to approach the problem is to uh, give the operators strict rules to follow and then go after them whether they break the, the rules. So that, that's what it happened in the UK. Uh, for sure, there's been a time in which, not only in Italy, but also in Spain, in the UK, the presence of gaming operators into the advertising of sports uh, have been too massive, uh, uh, too aggressive, uh, too pushy. And so that's what I think has to be agreed between operators. Uh, the, diff- the difficulty there is if you're looking at, you know, certainly a bookmaker's target audience and the audience that football has, I don't think there's any other industry where the crossover is, is completely so, in target. Yeah. yeah, it's completely, yes, but you can do it in a different way. Sure. Yeah. I think, I don't think it's it's a matter of what you say and how you say it, you know, and how you communicate to your customer base and that's what we're trying to do every day. You know, we are also changing the paradigm, you know, engaging, for example, in uh, gamification activities, which is something that doesn't bring you direct uh, conversion uh, of players into, uh, of, of passionate into players. Uh, but it's a way to, let me use this word, to breed your customer base uh, also uh, to... Uh, good values uh, that make sustainable then the brand for the future. Excellent. Um, you mentioned before about how Snitech's sort of a, a big important part of the, of the Playtech group since since um, they acquired you. Was it four years 2019, ago? 2019, yeah. yeah. Um, five years ago now. Um, how, how does how does Snitech fit fit into the mix there? How you know how do you communicate with the other departments? Because no, because there's not many other operators in the mix, is there? <laughs> I think we are a unique animal. Uh, first of all, it's a, it's a very long-lasting uh, friendship uh, and relationship with uh, with the Playtech family. Uh, we've been starting uh, uh, the iPoker network of Playtech in Italy back in 2006, uh, and I was myself negotiating with more as customer supplier. <laughs> at that time so then in 2018 so we we never lose ourselves uh, and because again we share a lot of the approach uh, the entrepreneurial approach uh, uh, the way to engage people in the the same uh, uh, dream and the same uh, strategy i think it's it's very common so it it came very easy then uh, to discuss about an integration and yes we are a different animal uh, within the the plated group uh, we do completely a different uh, job uh, because we do B2C 
we do we when we 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 went into the group we were a lot uh retail uh, so and playtech was total digital so we were completely the other way around but now you know we we evolved also <laughs> we are more digital we are 50 50 now um we grow a, a lot within uh within playtech uh, uh, also the financial uh, results are brilliant i think we are contributing uh, very well to playtech uh, um, results and performances uh, we've been taking the best that we could take from playtech so uh, from the content side uh, we we of course we exploit and we leverage the fact of being uh, uh, the privileged party in the playtech group on the other side we are free uh, to use uh, any other technology and to maximize our performance. And that makes uh, really uh, the relationship and the result for the Playtech group, uh, the old Playtech group, uh, successful. It's because we can bring in two Playtech uh, uh, experiences coming from, from other uh, circumstances or from other relationship with other uh, supplier. On the, the way back, uh, we received uh, all the uh, top uh, new new stuff uh, from Playtech. We are kind of a a, a private lab uh, for uh, <laughs> a, a private lab f with a two and a half billion uh, book, for example. Yeah, 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 so nice. a huge lab, <laughs> uh, but that that's good, you know, for us uh, also to start thinking to uh, exploit the capability and uh, the, the the widespread uh, uh, let's say network of uh, of Playtech across the world. Uh, of possible other countries and jurisdiction in, in where uh, to operate and that's our task for the future so to maximize uh, uh, the possibility to work together play taking other markets that's what we are doing oh, fantastic and just to uh, wrap up the interview i've been asking everybody this um what do you do at the end of the day to unwind how do you how do you find yourself to sort of refresh and then hit work on the next day. <laughs> that that's the tough question. <laughs> uh, no, I mean it's again, obviously it's not watching AC Milan this this no, season. No, no, <laughs> that's no, not relaxing. No, the last derby was terrible, and I was in the inter uh, section oh, of, the, of, of the of the of the uh, of the stadium. It, it has been very bad. No, uh, what I do, uh, I don't want to look. Uh, let's say. Um, uh, smart by answering this but i we spend time also with colleagues uh for example we have our thursday night uh, uh five to five soccer match every thursday since uh, 2004 so it's a long 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 time we've been spending that that makes us uh, very old but uh, <laughs> uh, and it's nice it's nice because it's been evolving throughout the years and also uh, when we were younger we were playing every week. Now, you know, uh, someone every gets injured. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have to skip one and go to the next one. So that, that's, a, that's a nice uh, way to, of course, family and, of course, uh, friends. I don't have anything uh, special, uh, let's say, to recharge. I, I'm very passionate. Uh, so I really started this, this business from, from scratch when I was in Cogitech in a garage. And uh, so I keep... You know, uh, I, I, I try to keep the same, uh, uh, let's say, enthusiasm uh, as the first day uh, when we were like three of us uh, in, a, in a basement. Uh, now we are a little bit more. Uh, 
uh, but the the spirit and enthusiasm is the same. I mean, do you find that easy to keep that up? That yeah, it's skipping getting, into it's work. It's getting more difficult, say. you know, yeah. because uh, you know, little things are starting, uh, you know, popping up. But you know, it is what it is. So before, when you were saying you used to catch sharks and cut them open, <laughs> 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 that's that just that's just a little uh, <laughs> a little flight of fancy. It's good. It's, um, yeah, it's uh, I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to come out with that. That's for sure. But um, no, uh, Fabio, thanks very much for your time. Thank you very much um, to you. And uh, again, uh, congratulations for your story. We've been talking about uh, Znitek story and my personal story, but I think that it's worth like uh, to talk about uh, about you guys, about you and uh, Russ. I'm I'm very proud of that, you know, because when uh, you guys started. Uh, I was one of the beginners of that, uh, you know, as a, a customer. And I think that you also, you know, you, you made a couple of questions about how we gaming operators can change this industry. I think that you guys changed the, the way this industry was used to make exhibition or convention. I think this has become now very popular and many others are trying to do the same. But I think that this is a real example of how it is possible to change culture. It needs a lot of uh, effort and a lot of sacrifice, a lot of time, but then you get it. Well, the, you've so, always been a support. support this is an advertising in breach of the advertising <laughs> ban. It's all <laughs> <in> true. <laughs> <laughs> but no, you, uh, I mean, we've only been able to do it through people like you supporting us all that way and, you know, keep sacrificing your time to be able to Again, educate the rest of the and industry. this is a, this yeah. is again a tool that we can use, you know, because this is also a different way to showcase at the industry. When you get, you know, if we go back to Earthcourt uh, like twenty years ago uh, yeah, to the uh, gaming exhibitions, it's very different. No, so it's it's something that can be used like uh, a media vehicle to showcase better our industry. Yeah, well, fingers crossed, Fabio. It's been a pleasure as always. Thank you very much. Thanks so much.